Blog Talk Radio. What's good, family? What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Minister Bernard Marrow. Grateful for another beautiful, blessed day that God, the only true living God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, has truly blessed us to see, praying that you are doing extremely well and that you've been enjoying this beautiful, blessed day thus far. Come on, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad Listen, I pray that you are excited to continually press forward uh, by faith, knowing that God is always with you, and he will always have you covered. Shout out to Prophetess Tracy, all of my EPC family. Shout out to all of my Facebook family, all of my Instagram family, YouTube family, Twitter family. Shout out to all of my PKN Purpose Kingdom Network family. What's going on? Y'all already know family. Listen, so there is a word from the Lord tonight, and I'm excited and grateful for the opportunity to share it with you all, firing you to stay focused and to always press forward by faith. Why? Because by faith we good, for we walk by faith and not by sight. With that being said, family, I'm going to go ahead and open up with prayer tonight, and we're going to jump right into the word from the Lord. Amen? So let's get into it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. We thank you, Lord. We honor you. We love you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you for all you're doing. Thank you for all that you will do. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your favor. Thank you for your amazing love. Thank you, God, for your divine protection. Thank you for your word that is our foundation. Thank you for your word that is at work in those who believe. Father, we thank you for being God and God all by yourself. We come into agreement tonight, decreeing and declaring, have your way, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, set the atmosphere where we are. Be in the midst of every home. Be in the midst of every workplace. Be in the midst of every community. Be in the midst of every train, plane, truck, bus, car, wherever your children are. Make your presence known. Let your love be felt. Be glorified tonight. Be exalted tonight. Be adored tonight. Be magnified tonight. Be praised tonight, tonight and forever. Have your way, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, as I decrease, I ask that you increase. As I step back, I ask that you step forward, that you be heard, that you be seen, that you be glorious, that you be sought out. We thank you, Lord, and we pray tonight that as your word go forth, that you bless your word, that it go forth boldly, that it be a blessing to your children, that we install it, live by it, and share with others, walking by faith and not by sight. 
We pray tonight that as your word go forth, that someone will rise and ask the most important question they will ever ask. What must they do to be saved? We thank you, Jesus, that as we lift up your name, you will draw all closer to you. And it is so. To you be all the honor, the glory, and the praise. In Jesus' name, we block every distraction, and we come against all technical difficulties. And it is so. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Family, I pray that you are just as excited about this word as I am, and I'm grateful and humble for the opportunity to be a chosen vessel by God to share this word with you tonight. It's the By Faith Be Good podcast and radio show. It's an hour of faith-building encouragement that will lift up the name of Jesus and draw all of God's children closer to him. So with that being said, family, let's get into it. You know, we're continuing in this series titled, Keep Your Faith in Motion. And we are in week 16 of this series, family, Keep Your Faith in Motion. How many of you know that it's very important to keep your faith strong in the Lord and in the power of his might? How many of you know that it's very important that you keep your faith active, hallelujah, that you keep your faith strong in who God is and in his word? And so God's word, our foundational scripture for this series is 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, where God's word says his word is at work in those who believe. And so I've shared with you all plenty of times throughout this series that you have to keep your faith in motion because when your faith is in motion, God's word is working. Amen? And so when you activate your faith, you activate God's word. And God's word becomes your reality. Hallelujah. You position yourself for the manifestation of what God promised. You position yourself to receive, see, and experience the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God is so good. He's good just because he's God. And so we were so grateful that God is so gracious, so merciful, and so amazing in spite of us, in spite of uh, times when we're falling short, in spite of times of disobedience, whatever the case may be, God still loves us, forgives us, still provides, still heals, still delivers, still restores, still protects. He's an amazing God. He's the only true living God. I'm talking about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so you have to keep your faith in motion because when your faith is in motion, God's word is working. His word is at work in those who believe. So an example of that family is, for example, as you are pressing forward, you may find yourself in a moment when you're faced with a challenge. And it may seem as if you can't press forward past that challenge. Uh, It may seem as if you can't overcome the obstacle. But when you are a believer, when you are walking by faith and not by sight, when you are standing firm on God's word, it doesn't matter what comes up against you because you can do all things through Christ 
who strengthens you. When you're in a situation when it seems as if you can't break out of it and press forward towards the greater that God has in store for you, listen, the devil is alive. You are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ who loves you, who loves you unconditionally, who loves you at all times. Hallelujah. To God be all the glory. So with that being said, family, you've got to keep your faith in motion because when your faith is in motion, God's word is working. So we are in part 16 of this series, Keep Your Faith in Motion. And tonight, family, I want to encourage you with, all right, and so let's get into it. We're going to be in tonight Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 to 12 in the New Living Translation. And if we have time, also, I want to go into Hebrews chapter 17, glory to God, to verse 31, but that's at the end, all right? Because we're going to get inspired tonight. We're going to be encouraged tonight with faith in action, faith in action. You know, if you're familiar with Hebrews chapter uh, 11, um, Hebrews chapter 11 uh, is where we learn about those who were examples of having great faith, those who lived by faith. I'm talking about Abraham. I'm talking about Sarah. I'm talking about Noah. I'm talking about Abel, all right? Joseph, Isaac, come on. Those who were examples and still are today of having great faith. So let's get into it. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 to 12 in the New Living Translation. So the word of the Lord says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. The word of God says, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable, um, where am I? Okay, a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man, and God showed his approval of his gift. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. Amen? So let's keep it going. It was by faith that Enoch to heaven without dying. He disappeared. Because God took him, for before he was taken up, he was known a person who pleased God. Let's keep it going. And so it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. It, it was by faith that Noah built a large boat, the ark, that Noah built a large boat, saved his family from the flood. 
He obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. Come on. Isn't that a faith move? Isn't that moving by faith? God gave Abraham an instruction to go and receive the inheritance that he would show him. And so Abraham left, didn't even know where he was going, but he trusted God. He believed in God. He had faith, so he moved when God spoke. So let's keep it going. And so um, God would give him as an inheritance. And so he went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith he was like a foreigner, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal, uh, with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. Let's keep it going. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old, she believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead, a nation with so many people that like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. And so, family, what we've read tonight is the examples of those who live by faith. Abel, Noah, Abraham, Sarah. Uh, we learn throughout God's word in the Old Testament how when God gave instructions, they followed God's instructions, and they were blessed for doing so. They moved by faith. They, they had faith to know that God is so real and so alive. Even Enoch making the decision to live his life in a way that is pleasing to God, he got blessed to avoid death. <laughs> he was blessed in such a way that God just called him home. God just took him up into heaven to, to, to the point where he didn't even have to experience dying to be where God was. He just went. He just disappeared. He transported. <laughs> Amen? So let's get into tonight's word. So, you know, family, it can be difficult to maintain faith during hard times. You know, we've all been through some challenging seasons. We've all experienced challenges. We've all been through dealing with hardships. We've all have experienced struggles, and it can be challenging. It can be difficult to maintain faith during hard times when, you, when you're in a situation and, and you're trying to move past it, 
but but it seems as if you can't move past it because of how it looks. You're having a tough time being in faith because of how you feel. It's certainly tough, you know, it may seem uh, certainly tough to trust in the good when every single thing in your life seems to be unnecessarily challenging or just plain awful. But these bad times, family, when you are experiencing a tough season, when you are faced with a challenge, when you are dealing with hardships, family, that's when your faith in God and his word is all the more important. When you are going through a barren season, when you are going through a season of struggle, when you are going through a season of challenges, when you are going through a season when it seems as if you are all alone, when you're going through a season when it seems as if there's no hope, that's when your faith in God and in his word is all the more important. It can be a life raft in the midst of a storm. I'm talking about your faith. Your faith can be a life raft in the midst of a storm to keep you afloat, to endure and persevere, to keep you going, to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, to know that your work in him and for him will never be in vain. Even when you have moments when your faith has wavered, your faith can also be restored. Why? Because you can always get into the word of God to get encouraged, to get inspired, to get reassured that God is in control, to get reassured that God is always able, to get reassured that you're never alone to get reassured that God will provide, to get reassured that God will deliver, to be reassured that God will protect you, to be reassured that he's your refuge, that he's your fortress, that he's a very present help in a time of trouble. Your faith can be restored. Even when you have moments when your faith wavers, you can get into the word of God and reactivate your faith so that you can activate God's word, so that God's word can become your reality. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Every day of your life, you have a choice. You can focus on the obstacles before you, or you can be confident in the truth that God is pouring his strength into you. Family, I want to encourage you tonight. A relationship with God is the best relationship you can have. God is not waiting to love you until you overcome your struggles. He loves you with a full understanding of your situation. God is not waiting to love you until you get it right. God is not waiting to love you until you are faultless. He loves you in the midst of your faults. He loves you in the midst of your struggles. He loves you in the midst of the challenges you're facing. He loves you like nobody else loves you. He loves you in ways like nobody else can. God loves you because you are his child. 
He loves you with an everlasting love. His love is unconditional. His love is unfailing. His love is never-ending. So he doesn't wait until you come out of a situation to love you. He doesn't wait until you get living the way he desires you to to love you. He loves you with a full understanding of where you are. He loves you with a full understanding of how you are. He loves you with a full understanding of what you're dealing with. He loves you in spite of those who reject you. He loves you in spite of those who disappointed you. He loves you in spite of those who let you down. He loves you in spite of those who did you wrong. He loves you in spite of the mistakes you've made. He loves you in spite of the places you were when you had no business being there. He loves you of you. So if there were ever a time in the history of the church where believers need to start practicing what we preach, that time is now. It's always been time to practice what we preach. Uh, we should never just go through the motions. We should never just go through the formalities. In other words, we should never just go to church on Sunday because that's what you do as a Christian on Sunday. Uh, on Sunday, or we go to church because that's what you're supposed to do on, on, on Sunday. No, 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 no. I go to church because I love the Lord. I go to church because I need a God encounter. I go to church not just because I want an experience. I go to church not because I want a feel-good moment. I go to church because I love the Lord. I go to church because I have a relationship with him. I go to church because I need a word that I can apply to my life that can manifest, that I can be effective with. I go to church because God has showed himself strong on my behalf. I go to church because I know God is so real and so alive. I go to church because I want to be faithful to the Lord. Church because I want to be, I want to leave different than the way that I showed up. Hallelujah. And so family, uh, if there was ever a time in the history of the church where believers need to start practicing what we preach, that time is now. People are not always easily convinced or drawn by our words, but they are drawn by our actions. I'm going to help you tonight. Don't leave. You need this word. I need this word. We're talking about faith in action. People are not always drawn easily uh, because our words. They're not always easily convinced or drawn by our words, uh, but they are drawn uh, by our actions, family, in which it is the same with God. I'm going somewhere. It is the same with God. See, see, you can tell God that you love him, but he's looking at your heart. You can tell God, you, you know, oh, Lord, I'm going to be committed. You can say stuff out your mouth and your heart still not be right. You can say stuff out your mouth and still be jacked up in the inside. And so it's the same with God, family. Uh, we know that God is always with us. We know that God, he will never leave nor forsake us. We know that God is faithful and, and he will do what he promised. But God is our eternal, loving, heavenly father, 
and he will always care for his children. But I want to encourage you tonight that God is also attracted to us when we have faith in action, when we're not just talking about it, but we're also being about it. Come on, can I get a witness tonight? When we're consistently in faith and when we move by faith, because uh, we become an example of faith in action about what we talk about. Just talking about it when we're we're not just saying it, but we're living it. When we're not just hearing the word, but we're receiving it. We're applying the word of God to our lives. Even Jesus said in John chapter ten, verse thirty-seven, he instructed the people by saying, uh, "Do not believe me unless I do the works of my Father." Even Jesus led by an example. He says, don't believe me. He says, everything that I say to you, if I'm not doing it, if I'm not living it, then don't believe me. But Jesus said, uh, he said that because he knew that he was going to be about what he talked about. To God. He knew it. He knew that he was going to be about what he talked about. And so we have to have faith in action. We have to be about what we talk about. Jesus knew that the people were not easily persuaded just by words. Why would Jesus come to the world and not be an example of how to live? Why would Jesus come to the world and just talk? Yeah, he talked. Yeah, he taught. Yeah, he inspired. Yeah, he encouraged. Yeah, he prayed. But he came to be an example of how to live by faith. He came to be an example of how to perform miracles. He came to be an example of how to be about our Father's business. He came to be an example of how to live by faith according to God's word. He came to be an example of how to love. He came to be an example of how to be faithful. He came to be an example to live as a child of God. God. Hallelujah. So in the same way, our faith has no impact less accompanied by actions. I'm going somewhere tonight. Our faith has no impact unless it is accompanied by actions. So our our actions is therefore a result of our faith. God created man in the garden. The body was dead until God breathed into it. I'm going somewhere. God had to do something in order to produce what he wanted. I just said something. God had to do something in order to produce what he wanted. He had to create Adam, and then God had to breathe life into Adam in order for Adam to have life and to function. And so as a reminder, family, I want to share with you tonight in James chapter 2, verse 26, the word of God says, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Is dead. Amen? So as the body without the spirit is dead, 
faith without works is dead. And so, family, our faith is dead without action. Our faith is dead without action. Our faith is useless without action. Yeah, we can believe God. To believe God is one thing. But to attach actions to your faith, oh, you are functioning on a whole nother level. We're going to get into it. Stay with me. We, it's 20 min, 28 minutes after the hour. We're going to wrap this thing up real quick. But I want to make sure you receive this word tonight. We're talking about faith in action. Hallelujah. And so, family, God says that for the, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. So here it is. The word action means the fact or process of doing something typically or uh, typically to achieve an aim. The word action, let me take my time. The word action, it means the fact or process of doing something typically to achieve an aim. Like whatever you're focusing on, you have a mindset to achieve it, right? It is the process of doing something. You can't have actions by sitting still. You can't have actions with no movement. Uh, the, the word action, it means the process of doing something. So let's keep it going. And so, family, to have faith, here it is, to have faith is to respond to God. Come on, come on. To have faith is to respond to God. Glory to God. We're going somewhere tonight. To have faith is to respond to God because faith, here it is, faith is responsive. Faith is responsive. Here it is. I want to help you tonight. (laughs) You're not waiting on God. God is waiting on you. Hey, 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 I feel God. You have to do whatever it takes to get the breakthrough. You got to do whatever it takes to get the breakthrough. When you want something, you got to work for it. When you want, when you want great faith, then you're going to have to take some leaps of faith. When you want great faith, then you're going to have to take some leaps of faith, and you're going to have to trust in the Lord. Like they used to say, to get something you never had, you have to do something you've never done. Just like those in Hebrews chapter 11, God is looking for those who will be an example of great faith, as an example of faith. In action, an example of faith in action. And so Hebrews chapter 11, it tells us what it means to have faith and what it takes to press forward towards what God promised. Hebrews chapter 11 tells us what it means to have faith and what it takes to press forward towards what God promised. Those with true faith accepted God's word focusing on assurance about what they did not see. They had assurance. They were assured that what God spoke, they would see it. They saw it before they saw it. They saw it before they saw it. So when God spoke, they believed. And when they believed, watch this, they moved. 
They didn't just believe in sit. They believed. They saw it in the spirit, and they moved. And so they had assurance. They looked beyond the situation where they were. They looked beyond their circumstances. They functioned in the spirit realm. They didn't flow on a natural position from a natural position. They flowed from a spiritual position. When God spoke, they believed. And because they believed, they moved. And so they were able to press forward towards what God promised. They became effective not just because they believed, but also because they moved. Oh, family, I'm trying to help you tonight. When God spoke, they believed. And because they believed, they moved. They didn't hesitate. They didn't procrastinate. They wasn't fearful. They said, God, I heard you, and I'm attacked. I'm going I'm to I'm attach actions. So, family, in order to do that, you've got to live life in the spirit. You have to see past where you are. You have to have faith in action. And that's our focus tonight, family. You have to have faith in Amen. Let's keep it going. And so here it is. You got to live life in the spirit in order to see past where you are. You have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, living by the power of the Holy Spirit, so that you can function on the level that God created you to. To live life in the spirit, it means to function. It means to live on a greater level. You don't just live naturally. You, you live life in the spirit. You follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. You see in the spirit. You pray in the spirit. You hear in the spirit. You discern in the spirit. You hear what God is saying. You can acknowledge how God is moving you. You can discern what's happening in your environment. You live life in the spirit. You live life in the spirit. You have faith in action because you don't just hear God speak and sit there. You hear God speak. You believe. And because you believe, you move. And so is there anybody out there that will declare tonight, I've got faith to see past where I am. Faith to keep believing that what God promised is going to be fulfilled in my life. Faith to move when God speaks. Come on, let's wrap this thing up. I got faith to do what doesn't make sense. Ooh, I need to stay in my seat. I got faith to give God praise in spite of tough times. I've got faith in action. Faith to trust God when it seems as if there's a great level of uncertainty. I've got faith to look at a new house. I've got faith to look at a new car when it looks like I don't have the money for it. I've got faith not to be intimidated by the tuition amount and to enroll in the school anyway. I've got faith to start the business because God gave me the vision for it. I've got faith to be who I am. I got faith to do what God says without the approval of others. I got faith to be faithful. I got faith to know that when I'm faithful over a few things, God will make me ruler over many. In Hebrews chapter 11, by exercising this kind of faith, those before us gained the warm accommodation of God. Acknowledged by God. 
were blessed by God, were led by God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on. Can, can, is there anybody out there tonight that will decree and declare, I'm going to have faith in action. I'm going to hear God speak. And when God speaks, I'm, because I believe, I'm going to move. And so in Hebrews chapter 11, by exercising this kind of faith, family, they, they were blessed. They were blessed by God. They were acknowledged by God. They were led by God. By faith, watch this, by faith, they discerned God's majestic power in the created order in the spirit realm. By faith, they discerned that God was leading them. They were able to acknowledge how God was leading them. They were able to hear what God said. They were able to receive God's instructions. Watch this. Here it is. They got a revelation, and they chose to put faith to work. As Dr. Winston says, one revelation can change your whole life. You don't need tradition. You don't need a personal opinion from nobody. You don't need nobody's approval. What you need is a revelation. You don't need to be verified by anybody. What you need is a revelation. The people, the examples, in Hebrews chapter 11, they got a revelation because they saw past where they were. Because God spoke, they heard, they believed, and they moved. Family, where you are, if it seems as if you're stuck, seems as if you're hindered, if it seems as if there's no change, if it seems as if the enemy is trying to keep you bound, all you got to do is get into the word of God so that you can get a revelation. And once you get a revelation, once God speaks, you got to believe. And when you believe, you got to move. You got to move by faith to break out of where you are and to press forward. The greater than God so for you. I want to share with you, as the word of God says, Abel, he gave a better offering than his brother Cain. Although Abel was murdered by his brother, he still speaks of the importance of a sincere heart. Abel, Abel, he moved by faith. He was considered a righteous man. He offered a better offering to God than his brother Cain. His brother Cain got jealous and killed him. His brother Cain, watch this, watch this. This why people are stuck. I'm going to help you. Here's a revelation. I'm going to help you. This why people still stuck today because they're too busy being jealous. They're too busy being envious. They're too busy flowing with malicious behaviors. Watch this. They're too busy living on a natural level when they, too, need to get into the word of God so they can get a revelation. Instead of being jealous of you, they need to get into the word of God so that they can get a revelation. Abel had a revelation. He was considered a righteous man. He offered a better sacrifice to God, and God considered him, counted him as righteous. Cain, on the other hand, got jealous and killed his brother. 
Cain was living naturally. He couldn't see past where he was. He was too busy focusing on his brother when he should have been focusing on God for himself. Let's keep it moving. Enoch. Enoch. He, He had a desire to be drawn closer to God. Enoch, he chose to live a life that was pleasing to God. And because so, God accepted Enoch into heaven without experiencing death. Lived in a way that was so pleasing to God. God says, you'll never die. You'll come straight home. In other words, God blessed Enoch in a way where he transported. If you really want to go deeper, when Jesus comes back, that's the same thing that's going to happen to us. Transport. We're going to transition from the natural, literally, into the spiritual. And that's what happened to Enoch. He got promoted. He got upgraded. He got elevated. God says, you're so pleasing to me, my child, that you won't have to experience what others in the world will experience. I'm going to promote you. I'm going to elevate you. He, he says, he said, listen, in other words, God says, you're not going to have to go through the same process as everybody else. He says, I'm, you're going to skip the earthly process, and you're going to come straight to where I am. Isn't that powerful? been moving. Noah. Noah accepted God's word, and Noah won God's approval. He became an heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith, and he 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 was recognized as righteous because he recognized God's power in both judgment and salvation. When God flooded the earth, when God gave Noah the assignment to build the ark because he was going to flood the earth. Noah was blessed to experience God's power in judgment and salvation. He experienced God's power in judgment because God flooded the earth. He destroyed the world because of sin and wickedness. And he experienced God's power in salvation because him and his family was saved from the flood, and they were able to press forward into the new beginning. There's a revelation that ark, that boat, it represented Jesus Christ. Noah extended an invitation to the people in the world to come on to the ark so that they could be saved from the flood. And what he really was doing was he was offering the people in the world an invitation to accept Christ to be saved. But what did they do? They rejected the invitation and they were left behind in the flood. Here to tell somebody tonight, if you're listening, you also accept that invitation. Don't mess around and be left behind in the flood. Don't mess around and get left behind when Jesus returns. If you when, when you're being presented with an opportunity to be saved, you ought to run and take a full advantage of it. He was obedient even when others rejected his obedience to God as an act of foolishness. They talked about Noah. Noah was being foolish. Being foolish. We talk about rain coming. We talk about the world gonna be flooded. Are you tripping? 
You out here, you lost your mind. No, it's, I heard God. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be obedient. I'm gonna do the say of the Lord. I'm going. How about y'all, but I'm out of here. I'm gonna have faith. Action. Introduce, illustrate, the faith. And so in Hebrews 11 and 8, uh, by faith Abraham, when called to go to a place where uh, he would later receive as his inheritance. He obeyed and he went, even though he didn't know where he was going. Abraham didn't know where he was going. God says, leave where you are. He says, leave where you are and go to a place where I'm going to show you, where I'm going to give you as your inheritance. Abraham, that means, that means Abraham was just walking. So where to turn? what street to take, what road to take. He had no directions. He was just, speak again and say, here it is, to God. And then Sarah. See, Abraham didn't miss out. See, God wants to lead you somewhere, but you're going to miss out if you stay stuck. You're going to miss out if you allow yourself to stay stuck. You got to hear God speak. You got to get that revelation. You got to believe. And because you believe, you got to move. Chapter 11, verse 11. By faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Considered God faithful. She said, I'm old. I'm in my 90s now. She said, I'm up there. But you know what? God said he's going to give me a child, so I'm going to have a child. She believed. Yeah, we know in Genesis uh, chapter 18, yeah, she, she laughed. She laughed when God first told her that she was going to have a child. I heard her laugh without her even knowing she knew he heard her laugh. She, she didn't even know he heard her laugh, but he heard her. The spirit and God is in the spirit realm. God hears and see all, all things. There's everything in this. This is why. Let me help you out. Send an invitation to you, and we're going to wrap this up tonight, family. Listen. Everything in the spirit realm is exposed. There's nothing hidden in the spirit realm. There's no limits and no restrictions in the spirit realm. This is why you have to live life in the spirit. Because whatever you need to know, it's in the spirit realm. You got to go deeper into the word of God. You got to spend time in God's presence. Because everything in the spirit realm is exposed. This is why when you live life in the spirit, when you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, when you're persistent in your prayer life, it will elevate you. It you in the spirit. Flow in the spirit. See, he'll begin to open your eyes. To see in the spirit, hear in the spirit, pray in the spirit, discern in the spirit. The more you pray, the more God elevates you. The more you pray, the more God promotes you. Amen? So nothing in the spirit realm is it's all exposed. This is why you can find out stuff about people without them telling you. 
They smile in your face, but all the time they want to take your place. They backstab. But I know I ain't that old, but I know the song. So, you know, <laughs> it's the truth. People smile in your face, but they have secret motives. Agenda, spirit, you can find out what it is. Come on now. Put your boundaries up. You can back off the enemy before he even gets to you. Good life in the spirit. So they all made, in Hebrews chapter 11, they all made the decision to have faith. Anybody out there tonight that, that will declare, come hell or high water, the decision to have faith in action. I'm keeping my faith in motion. In Jesus' mighty name. You got to have faith in action, family. You got to keep your faith in motion so you can have faith in action. You got to have faith in action. When God speaks to you, you got to believe. Once you believe, you got to move. Father, for a new house, I ain't going to sit around and wait. I'm going to go look at the house. Matter of fact, I'm going to fill out the application when I get there. Matter of fact, let me see if I can get a let – me, let me look into a pre-approval. Yeah, I know I got stuff to do on my end. I got to get my credit right. I got to pay off debt. I know, I know what I got to do. I'm going to do my part, God, so you can do your part because that's moving by faith too. Get it mistaken, that's moving by faith too. Let me get my credit right. Let me pay these debts off. Let me get some things in order. That's moving by faith, too, because I believe that God is going to bless me with a new house. So let me do what I'm supposed to. By faith, too. We'll look at this house. Matter of fact, I'm going to fill out the paperwork. I'm going to apply for pre-approval because God is going to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I can act to think according to his power that is at work within me. To God. To God. Gotta give me a car. I'm gonna go look at it. You mess around, go look at a car, family, and the dealer tell you you ain't gotta put nothing down. You just need registration, insurance, your license. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the dealer, the car dealer, a uh, mess around tell you all you need is your insurance, your registration, and your license. And car dealer mess around and tell you you ain't got to pay your first car note for two months. Give you two months to be ready. That's how God works. But you got to move by faith. You got to move by faith. It doesn't matter how much the tuition is. Rolling the school anyway because my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory that is in Christ Jesus. As long as I do what I'm supposed to do, God is going to do what he promised to do. You got to have faith in action. Can I, can I help you tonight? You're waiting on a move of God. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to extend an invitation. I'm going to help you tonight. I need you to listen to this, and I pray that you receive it. You're waiting on a move of God. I'm going to help you tonight. You are the move of God. You are the move of God. God lives within you. He's given you power. He's given you his Holy Spirit. 
He's given you his word. He's given you gifts. He's given you skills. He's given you his godly wisdom. He says in James chapter 1, he provides it without limit. He provides it generously. He provides wisdom without finding fault. He's given you spiritual knowledge. He provides revelation. God. You ain't waiting on God. God waiting on you because he already knows how he equipped you. He already knows what he put in you. God has called you to do. Because he called you to it, he qualified you for it. God don't call those who are qualified. He qualifies those he calls. Amen? So check it out, family. This word, and I want to encourage you to make the greatest decision that you will ever make in your life. And that is to accept Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and personal Savior. The greatest decision that you will make is to accept Jesus Christ into your life. There's no other decision that you will make that will be greater than the decision to accept Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and personal Savior. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You shall be saved. And Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If that's you, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. All you got to do is believe in who God is, what he's done, and what he's able to do. He's the son of God, the only true living God, the savior of the world, the light of the world. He died for the remission of your sins so that you can be forgiven, so that you can... I'll be reconciled back to God the Father to have a right relationship with him so that you can have life abundantly and life eternally. And believing that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to his power, that is that work within you. If that's you, repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, forgive me, for I have sinned of your glory. I believe Jesus Christ is I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins and rose with all power. I believe Jesus Christ, the real Jesus, saved me. I accept you, Lord, personal Savior. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Stay in my life. Holy Spirit, come into my heart, come into my life, stay in my life, and have your way so that I live to God's word in Jesus' name. Amen. Family, if you repeated that prayer after me, guess what? Y'all already know, we welcome you into the family of God. And this is the first day of the best days of the rest of your life. You've always been a part of God's family. But tonight, you've officially taken ownership of being a part of God's family. You've taken your rightful place. We're excited about your future, and we encourage you to get into a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching church where they can help you go spiritually through the Word of God. Y'all can encourage and inspire each other to stay focused, always pressing forward by faith, showing each other an abundance of love, letting the love of Christ flow through you. At this time, 
Family, I'm going to ask Brother Rob to come on with our announcement, and I'm going to come back very briefly and close us out. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, real quickly, this is a product of Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you listen to us online or via phone, we greatly appreciate your listenership and your support of us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we broadcast it live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. When we do a live show, we do have a calling number, which is 319-527-6091. Anytime you want to talk to any one of our hosts, you just press the number one. Uh, and we also um, like to let you know that if you want to listen to any of our past shows, you can just also go back to that same website, and you can just simply type in the host name or the show name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. Also, we'd like, uh, like to invite you on our Facebook page, which is Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. We can see our upcoming shows and advertisements, and from time to time we do make major announcements on the social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter under Purpose underscore Kingdom. And uh, we also do have a radio network, so... Uh, Please check that out. That's PTN.com, where you can hear 24 hours of music of inspiration. Okay, and tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour, with God's Lord, God's Blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening for the Turning Points, and that's going to be hosted by Elder Charles Lee and Reverend Maureen Lee. Uh, once again, with God's Lord, God's Blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour for the Turning Point, and that's going to be hosted by Reverend Charles Lee and, uh, excuse me, Elder Charles Lee and Reverend Maureen Lee. And with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and I'm going to turn the show back over to Minister Bernard. Amen. So check it out, family. Let's wrap this up tonight. We got three minutes. So here it is. You have to have faith in action. Amen. So check it out. I want to share this with you. Um, very familiar in this chapter, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. The word of God says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And so, family, faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see, right? For example, naturally, I don't see a car in my driveway, but spiritually, I see a car in my driveway. (laughs) I see it before I see it. Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. I can't see God, but I'm certain that he's God. I'm certain that he's a healer. I'm certain that he's covering me. I'm certain that he'll provide. I'm certain that God is faithful. Having faith is not doubting or wavering at all. Faith is getting an understanding of God's word and knowing how to apply it to your life, every situation that comes your way. Faith is knowing how to put faith to work. Faith is knowing how to put faith to work. What do I mean? Speaking the word of God because what you speak and believe you shall receive. Faith sees the invisible. Faith believes the unbelievable. Faith receives the impossible. Family, all you have to do is believe because with God's faith, It's mandatory. It's mandatory that you walk by faith and not by sight, that you not allow what you see to dictate what you believe. I want to encourage you very briefly a little further. Even when it comes to waiting on God, the word wait, God, 
The word wait, family, it means to stay in a place of expectation. Let me help you. The word wait, it means to stay in a place of expectation. Who you are becoming while you're waiting is more important than what you're waiting for. So as you move by faith, let God work on you. Let him purify your heart. Let him groom you, equip you, prepare you. There's a, there's a place in between promise and fulfillment. It's called in the meantime. <laughs> and this is the place of change and transformation. Sometimes you just, you got to make sure that you're hearing from God so that you can trust in him. It's important, family, that you be a good steward of your time even while you're waiting on what God has promised. But as we've learned tonight in Hebrews chapter 11, they waited on God, but they also had actions that they connected to their faith. God, I'm going to wait on you, but I'm going to follow your instructions. I'm going to wait on you, but I'm going to follow your instructions. Remember, you're not you're, you're waiting you're waiting on God, but God is waiting on you because there's an instruction. God will always give an instruction for manifestation. God will always give an instruction, family, um, in order for you to move forward because he said that he will always provide a way of escape. He will always provide a way of escape. And so you've got to listen to what God is saying so that you can follow his instructions so that you can get the breakthrough. Unless God shows favor and he just does it for you, you have to move by faith. You have to have faith in action. Listen, there's so much more I would like to share with you, but for the sake of time, we're going to stop right there. Uh, Those of you who tuned in tonight, uh, I love you so much, and I'm praying for you all. I'm praying for you always. I pray that God bless you abundantly, work out every situation for your good. And know that you are covered, that God is blocking every plot, every attack of the enemy, every danger seen and unseen, every distraction, every threat in Jesus' name. Family, the word of God in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 says, For who, he says, For whatsoever is born of God cometh to the world, cometh the world. He says, And this is a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And so having strong faith gives us victory. I'm going to share this with you very quickly. Um, the Bible is filled with God giving us, um, giving his people victory in battles. The Bible is filled with examples of God giving his people victory in battles. And so when, you know, we face temptation and battles, but God has already overcome the world. And he promised us victory by faith. And so having strong faith, family, gives us victory to overcome the world, to overcome struggles, to overcome obstacles, to overcome every situation, to overcome every challenge. Know that you are a child of the Most High God who created you to win, who makes you win, who equips you to win, who has anointed you to win. All you got to do is have faith that's in action, keeping your faith occupied to walk in victory at all times. Family, I love you so much. Listen, y'all already know, by faith we good. For we walk by faith, by sight. God bless you abundantly. And I look forward to reconnecting with you soon on the next broadcast 
of the By Faith Be Good podcast and radio show. Love you so much, family. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see you down, I will not lose. He saved me.